0: Delighted to be joined by Kenneth Carlson, one of the big names of Danish tennis. Tell me, what was it like when you were growing up in Denmark as a tennis player? How big
1: was tennis? What was the background? Uh, well, tennis actually got big in Denmark in the um, when, when Bjorn Borg came through you know the Swedish idol, idol uh, Bjorn Borg, John McEnroe, Jimmy Connors but especially Bjorn Borg was a, was, was a big inspiration you know for a lot of Danish uh, tennis fans so that was when my father started playing tennis and a couple of years later I started playing tennis when I was nine years old and but but it was for for me it was Bjorn Borg, McEnroe, jimmy connor's i grew up idolizing and, and was the inspiration um, and was the inspiration for many many uh tennis players in denmark there was a boom just after that um and of course uh, then then the boom it's kind of slowed down a little bit you know as all booms does but uh tennis is is pretty big in denmark it's um it's not the biggest sport it's football of course and then we have handball uh, badminton, ice hockey but tennis is very big also because we had Caroline Wojniacki and right now we also have some youngsters coming up we have Holger Rune and Clara Towson so, so Holger Rune was doing really well in, in, in French Open everybody got involved and said okay this is a new star So,
0: It's interesting because a lot of us who have very little connection with the Scandinavian countries wonder to what extent it is one almost cultural unit. are Denmark, Norway and Sweden do they feed off each other or even if one makes the word Nordic rather than Scandinavian can you add Finland as well?
1: Yeah you can add Finland, I mean we we speak the same language, not the Finnish ones but a lot of Finnish players they, they speak Swedish um, but, but we kind of, the, the problem is that we're so far, each other, even though we're close we're too far from each other that we really can set up a practice unit, we, we've been talking about it for many years but a lot of if you're from Copenhagen a lot of players also go to sweden and play tournaments and vice versa so of course we feed off each other and and we also i was i was feeding off the swedish when i was playing my best friends and the ones i practiced the most with was the swedish because we spoke pretty much the same language so so of course we help each other out you know in the world and 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 get inspired by each other and and i think there is also kind of a good rivalry that you want to be the best you want you want to be better than Sweden and Norway and Finland and vice versa so there's a good friendly competition so when you were growing up the only real name that Denmark had
0: produced was Kurt Nielsen who was a Wimbledon finalist in the 50s also a mixed doubles champion was that of any relevance or was the main relevance the Borg, Wielander,
1: Edberg generation? I think it was relevance but not in a good way, because the, the Danish tennis culture was a little bit lacking behind. Um, and it takes a lot of years to make culture. It takes a lot of years to, to build a, a culture. Now, when, when I was like 15, the, we have something called Team Denmark. They went in and made an investment in tennis together with the Danish Tennis Federation and started to have a, 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 a national center. And before we had the National Center, we, we had a, a very good uh, a woman who was Tina teenage Larsen, who was, I think, 37 in the world. But on the men's side, we didn't have anybody who broke into top 100. Uh, so, and after, after we got the National Center, then, then I got into the top 100. We got a couple of others. Uh, I got in the top 50s and, and won the first turn, was the first thing to win tournaments. and um, so, so, that was kind of a start of a new culture I think and then then uh, some other players came and came into the top 100 and, and then Caroline came you know and then there was uh, another setup uh, that was not there when I was growing up uh, that she had a there was more knowledge that you needed to have the coaches around you when you were junior and also the in, in you know going from junior to senior that you needed some some coaches that knew how to pace how to build up a player that was not there when I was growing up um, but that is culture. I was, I would say, I was a little bit unlucky that I was not born twenty years later. But that that's how it is, you know. I was going to
0: ask you. I mean, you you got to the fourth round of your first ever Australian Open. You got up to forty one in the rankings, yeah. pretty much in your first full year on the tour, yeah. and yet that was your peak. Yeah. Do you think that you would have been better had you had more of the infrastructure?
1: <laughs> yes definitely Yeah, uh, i um one of one of the the main issues that uh, was there was that i was very much alone i was i was traveling by myself i had the national coach maybe four to six tournaments a year and i was playing like 38 uh, um, 28 to 30 tournaments a year and i was like i was all by myself so i, I played a lot of tournaments and then all of a sudden then um I was very lucky at that, that time. Jim Courier's coaches, Jose Higueras and Brad Stein, at that time came to me at the Rome and asked me if, if, uh, if, they could, uh, if I wanted to, to be in the team because they wanted to build a new player who could become a world star and be number one in the world and win uh, Grand Slam. And I, I thought it was a good chance to, to, to work with some great coaches and a good uh, player like Jim Courier. But for me, it was just the wrong thing. It's not. It's not their fault. They were very good coaches and everything. But it was just, you know. Then I had to go three months to America. I was already tired because I had one and a half year where I was playing pretty much everything. I was playing on confidence. You know, I went from nothing till 66 on my first year. You know, it's kind of explosive career. And then half a year later, I was 41 in the world. So I was like with a very high P, uh, narrow ups up, going up. Um, but all of a sudden, I just got a, a, a huge—I uh, don't want to say meltdown. It's not a meltdown, but it's just like the—the—the the, the, what do you call it in English? The—the—the uh, the, the, it was just broken. You know, the the, the, the the arrow going upward was just broken and it was broken really hard. So I had a couple of years where it was really tough. And I think I, you- I don't want to say I never recovered, but I never, i don't think I got the full potential out of my talent uh, and I, I was just lacking I, I used to co- compare myself with not Roger Federer but his setup you know like uh, Roger Federer he, he came up was a good talent but he had like Peter and Peter Carter he had uh, some, some coaches that knew how to pace him you know and he has some good management around and he was very good also pacing himself it's not that I'm comparing myself to Roger Federer but I can also say Caroline Wozniacki I can say Holger Rooney, Clara Towson. They, in Denmark now, we know that you need some good people around you in the junior time, but also uh, in the transition. And but you beat Edberg in five
0: sets at yeah. Wimbledon in '94. Yes. Was there no spin-off from that? Did you
1: not get people coming to you actually, saying, I'm, "We need to work with this young Dane"? Actually, at that time, I got my personal coach. Uh, but uh, but that was two years later. There was like one and a half year, years later that uh, you know I was trying to build up my career. Career again. It was not like I was not playing. I was very serious. I was trying my best. But I think just the, the couple, first couple of years after juniors are very much building your character, building your reputation just with yourself, your confidence about yourself, but also the, comf- the, the your reputation with the other players. And I think uh, I think that the players right now with the uh, Clara Towson and even Caroline Wasnijaki. They were having a more base going up. People who knew more about, know more about it than 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 I did. I was, um, but it's not it's not a it's not an excuse. I'm trying to now you ask the question, but uh, I think it I was that was one of the reasons why I never came into the top ten or or, or make better results. Of course, um, you never know, you never know. Uh, but uh, but I think I was I, I made some wrong some wrong decisions you know, when I was 18, 19, 20, because I didn't know. I Such know. as? Well, taking the, the coaches going to America, instead of, instead of having the same coaches, if I already had the team around me when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, then I, ne- I didn't need a new coach. I didn't need a new coach after the Americans, you know. I had somebody who knew me really well and could build on the foundation that I already had instead of going out and have something new. Okay, so...
0: You felt you didn't quite get what you needed, and yet the moment you stopped playing in 2007, mm. you started working with uh, Caroline Wozniacki. What were you able to give her, based on your own experience of what you didn't get?
1: Well, I think in, on my coaching career, one of the biggest in, um, motivation for me was to try to make the Danish tennis culture better. Try to give what I, you know, give what I didn't get at that time. You know, try, of course, tennis wise, but also team wise. Try to see what. What you need both with Caroline, but also with Holger and Clara, what they need to improve all the time. And I think nowadays uh, the team around you and and the security and and having somebody that knows you 100% well and knows how to to how you got to be a good talent, but also build on that day from day by day and not starting new with a new coach. You see many of the many of the the very good relationships uh, and, and w- with the 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 best players they have many times good solid relationship with their coaches and teams it's not like they change all the time they have a base that they build on maybe they get some changes around the way but it comes like fluently it's not like uh, you stop new stop new it's like um, very organic pretty much Uh,
0: so you're working with Wozniacki for well it was longer than you originally intended wasn't it you stayed working with her a little bit longer but at that time you saw the young Holger Rune What, what do you remember about him when you first saw him
1: well, I started, uh, I was with Caroline up to, to uh, I was with her in the, in the beginning of her career and also to the Olympics in, in 2008, and then I st- she started something called Bosniaki Tennis Academy, and I got the, the, the head of that, and, and at that time I got a young Holger uh, on, on, on the Caroline Bosniaki Academy, uh, already at 10, and, and you could just feel that he had, he had potential. He had, what was it that... Uh, Made you see this ten-year-old's potential? Yeah. It's, what is a talent? It's it's tough to describe. It's it's kind of an aura, but but for me, many times it's very good uh, technique early, very good tactical understanding, very good mentality, and 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 very good physique that you can see that he has a physique to to build on. Of course, that's the that's the the, the main pillars. But then there's some smaller pillars. But I think he had a very good base and he really wanted it, you know he really wanted like he m- reminded me of uh, Caroline Wozniacki when she was 12 years old you know, do you have that sparkle in the eyes that they really wanted and, and have fun, you know, Caroline was all smiling when she was growing up and, and Holger was all smiles growing up and just loving tennis and had a passion for tennis and had the, had, had the technique and the tactical understanding, the mentality and the physique and for me he just had the package very early and he was trying to to build on that package uh, that's been very exciting to follow You say that they were both smiling I
0: mean, I think of Wozniacki when I think of how she was at that age as a charming young woman Holger Rune has something quite um, feisty about him
1: Did you see that at that time? He has a lot of passion he has a lot of temper but he has a lot of smile. Uh, maybe right now you're talking a lot about uh, his temper and his uh, passion. Uh, but, but I know that he's all smiles and he loves tennis. He's so passionate about tennis. And I, for me, I'm also old enough that, that I've seen players like Roger Federer, how he behaved when he was 17, 18, 19 years old. Maybe you remember also, yes. you know. For me it's not a problem that the players have passion and they have anger. I would be more worried if they don't for me it's also about maturity that he that they need to mature and need to know how to use that passion and um, temper in the best way possible to make them good um, but Holger has he always been smiling and, and always been happy around the, the the tennis court and and he needs to 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 keep that going to to both have the passion the 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 temper but also the, the, the happiness can he be too passionate i don't want i'm not saying that he can be too passionate but but of course all players like myself can wa- can have a tendency to want it too much you know can can there's a fine line of wanting it and being relaxed at the same time but also sometimes be wanting it too much um, where you get tight and nervous and explosive so you have to find that balance and it, that's not easy you said you had holger at 10 for the first time yeah.
0: you saw him mature through his teenage years was there any difficult stage that he went through was there a time that you thought oh, i'm not sure whether this kid will
1: actually make it uh yes and no uh on your first question, yes. No to the other. I was always very confident that he would make it. But has there been difficult time? Yes. Many difficult times. What sort
0: of difficult times?
1: Oh, you know, just screaming and but, but at the same time the passion you know and, and of course frustration when you lose or when it doesn't go your way but at the same time there has been so many positives so many great practices so many great results so many happy things and that's 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 part of being tennis you know it goes up and down but but the downs should not be very much down and very long down but they, you have to accept that you're gonna have some some downs. It's tennis is a sport where you're gonna lose matches. Tennis is a sport where you lose points. You don't win all points. You don't win all matches. But you can try to do your best and try to 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 see if you can win as much as possible. So how good is he at learning from defeats? I think he's very good. He also right now he he um, he had a he has a coach Lars who has been with him since he was six. Who is very methodic, you know, very much into statistics and very uh, nerdy about all this thing, and he's been very, very good at at trying to improve all the time. There's always, uh, there's always. Um, there's always um, after after a tournament. There's always okay. What what did we learn from this tournament? What can we do in practice to to make that better? And how can we make it better from day to day? It's not like he goes on practice and doesn't know what to do. You know, it's there's always a plan how to make him better. So I, I think he's he's in very good hands, and I, I I think he knows that he has to improve all the time.
0: Does it help him? We talked earlier about um, Scandinavia as as a like a. a, a a group culture. Does it help him to have Kasper Rud doing well from Norway? Does it help that Emil Roussevori is same sort of age? Is he going to be a better player as a result of having this
1: local, if I can use the word local, competition? I think he's always been looking at the best in the world. Not the, the best in Scandinavia. He's never been looking at the best. The, he's never been looking at the best in um, in Denmark. He's never been looking at the best in Scandinavia. Always compared himself with the best in the world. Um, so I think it's more uh, Alcaraz who is inspiring. Uh, he wants to be better than Alcaraz. He wants to be the best in the world. So uh, that's I think that's more a trigger. Following on from you and from Caroline, how big is he in Danish society? He's getting very big. I mean, he, he just went to uh, to quarterfinals in Roland Garros, and it was very, uh, very much tension on him. Right now, he feels most best on on the clay, second on on hardcourt, and on, unfortunately for Wimbledon, because for me it's the biggest tournament, uh, he, has, he still has to find his game on the grass.
0: But in terms of ranking, based over. 47 48 weeks
1: most of that is on either clay or hard exactly like more hard than clay exactly so i i i think he has uh, the start potentially i think he has the potential to be uh, for sure top 10 he has the potential to 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 win grand slams and 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 i think also he has the potential to be number one in the world right now um, alcaraz is doing better than him right now is alcaraz is doing unbelievable i, I love uh, the way alcaraz is playing it's uh, And he's so good for tennis also. But I think, I hope that in my stomach, I hope that it's going to be Alcaraz and Holger in the future because I think they both have uh, some great, great uh, personalities. I'm not saying that it should be only them, it's not going to be. But I hope those two are going to be big stars because then they can also have a rivalry going. They grew up together. They played double together, I think, in PTS, you know, many, many years ago. And always during the whole junior career, they were kind of rivals. So it would be nice to see if they could continue that rivalry in the seniors.
0: Do you think that of all the people we know about now, in five years' time, it could be a clear Alcaraz and Rune at the top of
1: men's rankings? That's what I think, yes. Uh, you think more than hope? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think Alcaraz is uh, already there. I think Holka is on the way. Um, and and I think I can see, you know, of course, right now it's still it's still um, uh, Djokovic. And for me, even though they're not number one in the world, for me it's still the ones to beat in the big tournament is, is still Djokovic and, and Nadal. But they're also getting at an age where they, they pick their tournaments. So it might not be necessarily number one in the world that they're going for, but more, you know, who wins the most Grand Slams. Um, for me, they're still the one to beat, and, and the young guys still have to prove that they can beat them in the big tournaments. Like Alcaraz beat them, of course, in Masters One Thousands, but they, he needs to prove that he can beat them also in, in a Grand Slam. Um, but I think I think in my opinion, for sure, Alcaraz, and in my opinion, also Holger is is, is uh, the future. So when
0: Holger wins his first Grand Slam tournament, what do, what part will you have played? In him lifting that trophy,
1: <laughs> um, of course it's him who does all the work. You know, so so it's it's him who who, who does it. It's it's him who who. Who wants it uh, it's uh, all all shine should be on him but but today it's uh, it's not only him but but you can see also the players they they always thank their their, their box because they know that they have a lot of a lot of uh, people to to thank uh, because there, there's a uh, coaches there's physical coach there's uh, many many times also a, a physiotherapist there's maybe a mental coach there might be a manager you know there's a lot of there might also be a parent you know uh, there's a lot of people to 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 thank uh, because they they make make it possible that they can shine uh, so it's a, it's I a, i don't want to say what my part was i'm happy that i could help him the way uh, those years that i was helping him to hopefully to to build up his character and his his game style so he has the potential to fulfill his dreams when you started working with caroline
0: you've Worked with three promising juniors, Holger and two others. What happened to the other
1: two? They're still playing. One one girl went to college, and uh, the other one is still playing, but 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 more for fun. Um, and uh, they were very promising, uh, but it, it's not easy. It's not easy to become an ATP a WTA player. So so it's not everybody. Even if they have talents, you know, you can you can have a junior who has the potential, but. You know, you need to develop all the time, and it's not everybody who can make it. And also, you know, during during the junior time, also somebody's may, you might get new interests. You know, you might not uh, be 100% dedicated all the time uh, to to do what's worth. And and also sometimes you are unlucky that you get injured. We, one of the, the guy, he got a lot of injuries for two three years which slowed down his progress and all of a sudden he was not where he used to be he was one of the best juniors when he was 14 in the world he was from 2001 but then when he got uh, 14, 15 he had like 2, 3 years where he had a lot of injuries and that uh, kind of slows down your progression and then the girl was, was going to, to, uh, to college she still plays on plays college now You said you would love to have been born 20 years later for benefiting from
0: the infrastructure yeah. that there now is um, Obviously, you'd been up against Federer
1: and Nadal if you played uh, twenty years later. So you might have. Uh, uh, I still, I was still in my end of my career. I was still playing them. So, so I would prefer, you know, a little later. But, you know, what would, that's, what that's what would like. you have?
0: What would you have got out I, of I playing would,
1: twenty years later? I would have got if somebody, if there's potential, say that that somebody else was me. And I would come 20 30 years later I would I would come 20 30 years later where the Danish culture was more developed into international tennis uh, there was more knowledge a better setup better knowledge of what it requires to not only be a good junior and a good uh, good uh, good HP WJ but also an exceptional good HP WJ don't don't forget that we we still had top me I was top fifty and we had top hundred but on what I'm talking about is that those exceptional you know like Caroline she was number one in world won grand slams now we have Clara and Holger who has the potential to that that's the exceptional ones you know and that's I think we have the knowledge that we can make those exceptional ones in Denmark um, where I think I don't think we had that necessarily when I was sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty.
0: Kenneth Carlsen, I hope you don't have to wait too long for Denmark's first ever Grand Slam male singles champion.
1: I hope not. I hope it will be soon. But uh, he's still young, uh, Holger, and, and Clara is also young. But hopefully we're not going to wait. And, but, you know, I'm, I'm willing to wait as long as they do. As long as they, 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 they progress and are happy and, and has the potential to, to to be a Grand Slam champion. I think they, they have the potential. And if it happens in one year, two years or in ten years, I just hope they they make it. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. It was a pleasure.